0: To or natural. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. 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 When I'm smoking greens, cause I'm on your team. When I smoke the sea, cause I'm such a fee. High as a kite, smoking Walter White. When I smoke the blue, and I smoke the purple, purple. Smoking on the blunt, cause I wanna run. Smoking on the green, cause it makes me lean. Smoking on a grunt, and I smoke and scream. When I hit the blunt, it's a clicker cut i hit the plug, i give a fuck when i
1: hit the plug, i do fuck i don't want to smoke hello pay pigs hello prayer warriors welcome back to the show welcome back um you know here at 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 big soy naturals we you know we tend to take a we used to at least take a, a you know a staunch stance uh not for or against spawn con but neutral i would say you know with our Mm -hmm. with our partnership with banana coin and i
2: founded banana coin so it's not quite a partnership Mm -hmm. i'm a i'm a founder i'm a ceo trying to be on that's just that that's just the hustle (laughs) but
1: we're here we're here to promote again um some some shameless con for you all we Exc- some exciting news for all of you. We've got merch. Um, who have been wondering? We've got yeah, merch. Yeah, you've been clamoring. You've been wondering how how am I going to show people that I have a three hundred genius IQ, and that I also get all of my opinions from uh, public intellectuals on a podcast. Um, and we well, have the merch one store for you. Public
2: intellectual and one micro influencer in exile <laughs> take a guess who is who um, Kendall is permanently getting shadow banned getting um all the time silenced for truth um, mm-hmm. and you know it, it's it's hard when you don't have a mm-hmm. platform besides your thirty thousand followers um, and you don't have you know like a consistent stream of income because just like no one is, mm-hmm. is willing to associate themselves with you because you just keep saying controversial things, even though they're the things that everyone is thinking. Um, and the yeah. only money that yeah, you have comes from your family trust, um, which of course you you, know, so you have to hard. call up your grandparents and ask them yeah. if they'll give you some and money from so, the family that's trust. That's so embarrassing. Right? It'd that's be so, embarrassing. so much better if you could just do SpawnCon, which is why yeah. you've got to buy the merch um, you gotta yeah. go to bigsoynaturals.church dot church, and um, mm-hmm. if you use the discount code Kendall's Dressage Horse, um, mm-hmm. you you'll get like an amount of money off some stuff. But also, you should you like
1: know, and, and a portion of that will go towards you know Equine Life Funds, obviously. You know, is like it we like your we, horse's
2: we... fund. They're gonna pay for your horse. Um,
1: you know, I'm going to say no comment on that, but it is a foundation. I did file the correct paperwork. Um, and I am getting significant tax breaks, but that's just in the, you know, that that's just for full transparency. You know what I mean?
2: Kendall once told me a really sad story that I, I hope that you're okay with me sharing um, with our <laughs> listeners about how you were the first person in your family to... Um, you know, to to go to art school, and you were like kind of doing something really brave by like being, uh-huh. you know, like the only person in your uh, a family full of finance majors um, mm-hmm. to go to art school, and yeah, your parents who are both uh, banking executives. We won't name what bank, but I'm sure you all know which one I'm I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. They they told you. Kendall, if you're not gonna do something that'll give you stability, if you're not gonna go into mm-hmm. finance, like you will have to figure this one out on your own. We don't support you becoming an artist. Um, yeah, and you so know, I, you I, had to make this really like tough decision that I feel I feel really bad for you that you had to do this. It sounds really hard. Um, you had to sell one of your horses in order to pay for school mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah it was it was a really difficult time for me you know I even remember the conversation so clearly you know I was I was holding you know an art palette my dad was holding a catcher's mitt and he was just going you're giving up on your dream and of I finance. you know this was really clever <laughs> of, of finance which
2: how is that related and, to the catcher's and, you know, mitt
1: <laughs> And this, well, you know, it's just like, you know, people in finance, they like sports, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like like, uh, I said something that I feel like was really clever and hasn't been done before, which is I looked him straight in the eye and I said, no, dad, I'm giving up on your dream. Mm. And then I stormed right into my room. Um, I feel like someone named Nash Greer might have done it before me, but I'm going to say that um, I did it first.
2: Yeah. You know, I did it first. Speaking of dreams, something really exciting is happening to me this week. Um, oh. Which is that I'm finally getting lip injections after, like, over a year since the last time I got them. I'm pretty sure that my lips have completely metabolized uh, the, the filler that used to be in it. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to look like... Um, there's a picture of light Yagami that someone put lips onto that we can maybe link in the description um, because I'm not really sure how else to describe what my, what my goal is, but I'm going to take that to my esthetician and be like, so this is basically like what I'm trying to achieve. I want, I just want a really Mm -hmm. realistic sort of look, Mm -hmm. trying to, trying to go for the light, light Yagami Yosified version. You
1: want to be, yeah. You want to be mysterious. You want to be, um, you know, difficult.
2: Yeah. I also, okay. <laughs> but you want but to I be do, also, I do like, want to complain. Glam. I, will ha- I have to complain okay. a little bit because, mm-hmm. um, I will not go to, um, like anyone to get, well really to get anything that is like a, like a cosmetic or like aesthetic, Service like I that isn't that I like doesn't have proof of their work on black people. It's always such a red flag to me if I'm like looking for a tattoo artist mm-hmm. and they don't have any photos of their their work on um like darker skin. Um, and then you have to DM oh, yeah. them and like ask them if they have examples, and then they're like, I do, and then they'll send them to you. But it's like, why won't you post the like. Cause you mm-hmm. didn't do as good, of, as good of a job. So um, when I was like looking for where to get lip injections in the city of Philadelphia, that was, that was my big criteria. It was like, who does them to black mm-hmm. people? And I found my people and all as well, but they really recently, like right after I booked my appointment, sent out an email saying like inflation's getting to us and they raised the price Of their lip injections. And I just feel like I'm living in... I love love inflations getting to us. (laughs) 23 Germany. This is exactly... they got us girls. ...how they felt. (laughs) And we all know what happened after that. Like... Yeah. Everybody had really thin lips. Things are bleak right now. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. But thanks to everyone who bought stuff from the merch store, I can Mm -hmm. afford to get lip injections. That's not yes. entirely true. We're not really making a lot of money off of it. But No. But but we could if you bought more we things. We could. Um, you know
1: Cerise could consistently uh, get lip injections and not have it metabolized. Yeah, I could get them every week. Their- until yeah. something bad happens, <laughs> I could just keep going. Um, my exciting uh, update is that I might be getting health insurance again soon, and I will oh, be—we cool. will both be medicated. So that's going to be a fun era of the podcast that you—that you guys are going to enjoy. Look out for that. Um, but I got a notice that um, my ADHD meds can also—I didn't know this—they can also be chewables. They can be in chewable form. Um, so I could be in my Flintstones Adderall era, um, you know, really, really getting in my toddler zone of like, I can't swallow pills.
2: vitamins, I chief those. Yeah. The Epsler allegations, man, I beat those. Those. <laughs> I've heard you say I, that phrase exactly.
1: Yes, exactly. I chief those, um. If I'm going to get a flavor for my ADHD meds, I do want it to be blue raspberry. Yep. I know you don't
2: like blue raspberry. I know you hate the I blue raspberry. I don't flavors. like blue eyes. I, love, I don't I, like I blue love raspberry. <laughs> I don't think that food should be that color because... Like, mm-hmm. what have you ever seen in nature that is that color? It's those poisonous frogs that you're not supposed to eat. And they show you say, that you're not supposed frogs. to eat them by being that color. <laughs> and then you're mm. willingly eating stuff that is that color. Like, I just don't. It's not like a health thing. Gonna, I just don't think food should be that color. And I don't like it. And it creeps me we're out. Gonna have, Much like we the have, titular character of today's episode, She's like mm-hmm. Blue Raspberry to me, where it's just like, this isn't what things are supposed to be. Like, She's humans, unnatural. humans have created yeah. something very wrong, and now we have mm-hmm. to, to grapple with this in the world. You know, like the atomic bomb. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, if we could get Lil Nicola to promote the merch mm-hmm. with discount code Kendall's dressage horse... um. Mm-hmm. I would be into that um yeah because I'm, know, I'm out. willing to give up most of my principles in order to make a little bit of money like just mm-hmm. a little bit not even,
1: not even a lot yeah just like just a little
2: bit <laughs> no what's it do you have like a um an amount like an amount because I think that for like for like $300, <laughs> you can get me to do a lot. Um. I think
1: $300 is a really good amount to mm-hmm. get me. I mean, I, I, I did freelance like work for a really long time, so 300 was the amount to get me to do a lot of yeah. uh, stupid I think, projects.
2: I think everyone's got a price, and I think that my mm. price is, like, I think it's, like, $300 to, to like, go against my principles one time, and I think maybe like mm-hmm. three thousand dollars to like Do co- full, yeah, just like fully commit to <laughs> yeah, like yeah, not having principles of, of a certain kind anymore. I think
1: yes, yeah. so I think if, my price so, is three thousand. So, so not to be not to be topical on the podcast. So, but if if Raytheon came to you and said we would like you to design Kendall, new
2: outfits, Kendall, my my friend, <laughs> this is not topical. This is like. Weeks, weeks, weeks old drama. Okay,
1: but but I I think if I didn't say not to be topical, you would have accused me of being topical. um, Because our whole thing is being a little bit late.
2: That's not our thing. Our thing is just not commenting on current events. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we can't podcast on a regular schedule for some reason.
1: Might be... Partially my fault this time. Um, <laughs> Once we get you medicated, everything's gonna change. Mm-hmm. Everything is gonna change. It's gonna be a crazy era for the podcast. Um, but yeah, yeah, I yeah, I think three hundred is usually the amount um, where I would do very stupid projects, which is for. you know we're kind of getting close um, to
2: that on Patreon also. So like, yeah, you guys could start so... telling us to work for Raytheon <laughs> and. Honestly, you know, like I think, I don't I'll think do I would it. work for Raytheon <laughs> for three hundred dollars no. because I just I know they pay more than that, so I'd be confused yeah. about why I'm getting offered three hundred dollars. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone has a price. My price is three hundred. Okay, do okay. with that information what yeah, you will, listeners.
1: I think my price is three hundred again. Like you said, like the first time and the second time. I think I'd go with 2000 and every consecutive time after that just keep ramping it up another $1000. Well,
2: it's not you know? it's not every time for me but that I think for 300 mm-hmm. you could get me to do something that goes against my beliefs like once.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But mm-hmm. for 3000 I think you could get me to commit to just Ooh, making okay, that okay. a part of who I am. Um, like that I in okay that I understand. and I I think yeah, that that's my I, price. Three thousand. That's a,
1: that's fair. That's fair. I think that works for you. Um, I don't know. In terms of like getting into the grands, I I feel like in order to go against, I mean, you know, I as a micro influencer in in constant exile, I have a very hard time going against my beliefs mm. uh, as a member of as a maverick in you know the intellectual dork web. Um I guess for me it would have to be like $6,000, you know, by my silence for 6,000 I would say would be fair. Like if you want me to to just to shut up. Like give me 6,000. I don't know 000. why you think
2: that that the way that people would get you like the thing that people would be asking you to do that goes against your principles is just be quiet. Um mm-hmm. they might ask you to to like say something or to do something but sure um well i'm saying like like you know
1: like be quiet about my real beliefs you know what i I mean i see i
2: see can you say say what some of those real beliefs are perhaps um kill
1: everyone now Mm -hmm. Condone first degree murder um
2: true you know eat shit or whatever
1: uh i'd say
2: first degree is fine but like second and third isn't because it's like no. You know, go hard or go home. Mhm. Mhm. I just don't I don't um, appreciate like people that that don't I, put their best effort into stuff.
1: My belief is that no one should have the right to be judge, jury or executioner unless it's me or one of my friends. I think we could probably do it the best. That's my that's one of my staunch beliefs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay so i am ready i'm i'm All ready right. to say some things i'm ready to have mm-hmm. a conversation about what's going on in the world and what the fuck is going on with lol Michaela, because i yes. have been upset about this broad who is not a broad and i and we're gonna get to that okay uh, we're going to get to that so soon. But I've been upset with her since she was born. The moment that she came mm-hmm. into being, I hated her. And I knew that I hated her. Mm-hmm. And I would like to, like, reverse smart house her. Oh, like, like the movie Smart House? Yeah, because I, I think, like, she's the smart yeah. house maybe. But instead I'm going to create like a series of like horrific um, like just <laughs> traps and mazes for her to go through. So you're doing you're doing saw for little Michaela. Yeah, I want her to have a bad time. Again, not a her. And I want her to be unplugged. I would like to unplug her. I want someone to chew mm-hmm. chew through the cables. I'd I'd pour sand in her servers for sure and end her life.
1: Yeah, I, she, she perplexes
2: me oh, in a lot perplexed. of ways because I know what's I, going I on. I just more mean.
1: I mean, I like I know, like obviously, I know deep down what's going on because we are doing this podcast. But I think it perplexes me that like a marketing company thought that they could do derivatives of um work like the gorillas
2: or Hatsune Miku. I don't think it's a derivative that had, like... of that. I I don't think it's you don't? no, I don't think it's derivative of that. Really? No. Because okay. I mean like the gorillas and Hatsune Miku are they're they're like art projects that have yeah, a virtual are, face. I... And I don't mm-hmm. think that little Michaela is is an art project with the virtual face as as its persona
1: well i mean she's still a digital face she's still a digital persona no
2: so like yeah but i don't i don't think that she is uh like an artistic project um or or that she's someone's yeah persona or that she's a collective's persona like Mm -hmm. i think that that i mean maybe maybe like I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but I think mm-hmm. that that's, like, what makes her different from yeah. previous, like, digital, uh, like, um, personalities or, or, like, CGI models um, that mm-hmm. are, like, portraying a character. But right for right. people that don't know, um, yeah, who, who are better off than I am... Lil well, Michaela is, she's a CGI character that has, where uh, that is depicted in. She does not have the Instagram account. She's in the Instagram account. Um, and she's got a TikTok account too. I believe she's on Twitter, or I know that she's on Twitter because she's verified on there. I think that she yes. was on Tumblr at one point. I don't believe that she is anymore. Um, her Instagram account was first launched in 2016. And in 2016, she was uh, portrayed uh, as a, and and in her captions, like, claiming to be a 19-year-old girl. Um, In 2022, she is still claiming to be a 19-year-old girl. She also claims to be a Brazilian-American. She says that she's half Brazilian, half Spanish. And she also claims to be a singer. Um, she looks like a light-skinned black girl with green eyes, although in some of her more recent posts, her eyes are brown, which is, Hmm. like, interesting, and I I think I I have some ideas about why that's happening. Um, she's, like, kind of skinny. She's, like, a skinny person, but she's not, she's not so skinny that we're, like, worried about what's going on with her. Um, she's got freckles. I mean, would we anyway? (laughs) Well, no, we I think we would if like she was a person. Um, right? Like mm-hmm. if a person looked like that okay, yeah, that's not yeah. a body that people would see and be like instantly worried about someone's health, but if they were yeah, yeah a bit yeah. skinnier, maybe some people would think that. Um, and okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's got she's got freckles. She like has like medium brown colored hair, she wears it in space buns a lot, and also She's a Taurus. Don't know her mood, but uh, <laughs> she is a, a Taurus. Um, just like Karl Marx and Vladimir Lenin. Mm-hmm. and um, I can't think of another famous Taurus right now, but they're out there. If you
1: put them if you put the three of them in a the room, uh, do you think they'd get
2: along? No. I don't think so. Yeah. Um I think that that Lennon would probably recommend that like what happened to the Romanovs needs to happen to her yesterday and I would absolutely <laughs> agree. Um But okay, so like she she also has um I'm looking at her Instagram account right now and she's got 3.1 million followers as of August 2022. Um so, Lola Michaela, like, in addition to having this Instagram account um, where there is this, like, CGI character wearing outfits, and um, she, she posted a photo of herself crying, um, you know, saying that she was having a bad day. Uh, I, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what she's... She posted a photo of herself outside a psychic's office saying "On on my way to have a reading with the psychic. Um, so in addition to doing all of that on Instagram mm-hmm. um, and on TikTok, where she pretends to have where she says she's not pretending to do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. She's not a she. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um but I just it's it's I don't want to it it's her either because I'm gonna get no. confused if I start using it pronouns. But she isn't it. Um, mm-hmm. But she's on on TikTok also where she's pretending to have had a scene phase, but she's been 19 mm-hmm. the whole time she has existed.
1: Yeah, I don't um, I don't know when when the scene phase would have come about when she was timeline. a child,
2: which she never was. Yeah, um, so she also has music She where she's the name of an artist that's credited on music that, that music mm-hmm. claims to be made by the same CGI character portrayed in the Instagram account. But like as a CGI model, obviously like she's not a real person. Um, this is another
1: like major differentiation between her and like someone like Hatsune Miku, where like the, the noises that Hatsune Miku makes are all from a computer themselves. They're not part of like a persona, I
2: guess. Not not in the same way. And also, like, the gorillas, which, like, has, like, a digital, like, face or, like, a, you know, like, a non, like, human persona. The the artist that is credited, like, is a known person. Yeah, it's it's usually Damon Albarn
1: and then a featured artist. Yeah, it is not
2: something pretending to be um, all the work of, like a digital character. And I think that this is also mm-hmm. part of the difference between Lil Michaela and those kinds of characters, which is that um, like when we get into her origin story, but she um, for a long time was rumored to be uh, like an AI model where um, mm-hmm. or, or like something that was like not uh, being pretty meticulously curated by a person um, versus, like, other art projects where there is, like, a um, a digital persona as the face of it. Um, it's usually known, like, who the creators are or that, like, someone yeah. is making choices behind the scenes in order to make um, whatever it is that we're seeing and hearing. Um, but, you know, not being a real person has not stopped her from uh, becoming successful, which I think is a lesson... Yeah to ladies everywhere that you don't have to be a person to be a girl boss Um, yeah Lil Michaela is the first uh, non-corporeal entity to be signed by um, Creative Arts Agency which is one of the biggest American talent agencies she interviewed Jay Mm. Balvin at Coachella in 2019 she has starred in a Calvin Klein campaign with Bella Hadid where they kissed She's named uh, Time Magazine's, like, top 25 most influential figures of of, uh, 2019. She took over Prada's Instagram account for Fashion Week in 2020. And um, as of, like, about a week or so uh, ago, like, most recently became an ambassador for PacSun. So just, you know, like, glass ceilings constantly being shattered. Yeah. And all of this while she's only 19. Obliterated into
1: years tiny old. pieces of binary code. Yeah, only nine, only nineteen years old, um, and not a not a yeah. single day older and her than her birthday that is sometime four years in
2: uh, late but, April or early May, uh, which is Taurus season. But we'll probably we'll never get to know the rest of it because that would mean mm-hmm. giving us a year. Um, which would make her stop being 19 at some point, yeah. which would be oh, a problem. Oh, can't have that. Um, but she's, you see <laughs> she's doing doing so much at, at 19, mm-hmm. and I think she's become a really respected figure when this ambassadorship with Paxson was announced. Um, Kendall, I think I would really love to hear you say what the president of Paxson had to say, because oh, I think that absolutely. you're going to relate to these sentiments.
1: Yeah, let me... -hmm. Let me put on my own sunglasses. But you're gonna put on sunglasses and read. Actually, that's a bad idea. I can't. I can't see. Um, Your eyesight's so bad. (laughs) Um, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, but here, here I am. Let me get in character. Michaela has become a digital muse for Sun, and we're thrilled to be working with a great example of a strong Mm -hmm. female advocate and inspiration. She aligns with our core brand values and vision, uh, speaking out on important social issues like BLM and Rally the Vote, as well as achieving inroads into metaverse fashion and culture. Michaela has been traveling to New York City, and we're excited for her to shop with us in our Soho I'm going to pull up to location. New York
2: and vote by mail in their Soho I, location. Um but <laughs>
1: <laughs> like i i i love i love that they're like they talk about how she aligns with our core brand values and vision but like mm-hmm. you know yeah. they mean it like there's just there like it's this is it's just weird that everyone's kind of like just gone along with this well, like idea uh, that I don't she's think real that um, I don't
2: well. I don't know if they're going along with it, but that it's it's like part of the.
1: It's not weird or odd in the sense that it's it's, it's strange like part, or unbelievable. Part of the marketing
2: but, tactic that is what she exists for. Exactly but that the, that's
1: that's the thing is that you can feel, you can feel the mm-hmm. tone of that throughout everything. Right, is that it's not like how like like we were talking about like with the gorillas or with like Miku when they do like interviews or when like even like they did they did a like with the gorillas they did a whole thing where they were on like mtv's cribs right and they like had a house and they like animated the whole thing and they went through it and it was like this fun little Mm -hmm. just like kind of sidestep you know of like let's like let's take on this persona that these people are like real stars that live in a home together and they're all roommates and it gets to like kind of further the narrative about them as a band, right? This like is just um,
2: like the way that they talk about how she aligns with core values. uh, Michaela did an interview um, with fashion and business in 2018. And she said, brands have always been a part of my world from the beginning. Um, So those, those are the values (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that she she has that aligns with Paxson's values, and I think that like the I thing came that, out of the that womb, you're noticing is like the diapers. way that people talk about like. her, like she's a real person. I think comes from this perception that a lot of her fans and followers, like based on her comment section and like even media outlets when they report on her, like they call her an AI model. She calls herself like in her bio, uh, a robot, mm-hmm. but she's not an AI model. Like she's not a robot. She doesn't mm-hmm. have independent thought. She um, she is a like a no. virtual CGI character, but her, her actions don't come from an algorithm or like a program. And the reason why like when brands especially have to talk about her, and also why she has to be very distant and separate, like as a persona from her creators is because she starts to fall apart when you know who is responsible for her in a way that just is not true for something like the gorillas, because little Michaela was created by a white woman
1: mm-hmm.
2: who has blue eyes and blonde hair named Sarah Deku and a man, a man I mean from Iowa. Who used to go by the name Young Skeeter and DJ Skeet, DJ Skeet Skeet, um, uh, and it's uh, it's mostly uh, the project of uh, DJ Skeet Skeet. Um, it, it seems to be based on my research on uh, Miss Michaela and DJ Skeet Skeet when he was a DJ was best known for uh doing remixes of Matt and Kim's songs. Um opening for Katy Katy Perry. Um Matt and Kim. he did a, a remix of uh a song by <laughs> Yellow Wolf um and like foster the people. Like he's he is a twenty twelve man. Um to his core born and raised. Yeah, yeah. and Wow, he is now, like I guess, a like a Silicon Valley sort of guy. He's also Black. Like, they all are. I they're, tried... either in,
1: they're either into Silicon Valley or they're into evangelicalism. That's, like, the two roads you can take as someone who's kind of, like, stuck in 2012.
2: Yeah. Um, he's He is Black, and I tried really hard to, like, find out if he was biracial, because everything about all of this just has such strong, like, biracial energy to me and if i had been able to find out that that was true then i could have finally called for like the banning of biracial people from public life but unfortunately (laughs) the racial makeup of his parents is unknown to me Mm -hmm. for now but if any of you know about young skeeter aka dj skeet skeet aka trevor mcfedries who is a 37 year old man um send me a dm uh you can i'm i'm at commodify this everywhere or you could you could hit up the big soy naturals account you could email us we're, we're yeah, now actually email. we're big soy naturals i what i actually don't remember what our email is you can still do big soy podcast at gmail.com but we've got another one yeah. now yeah. which i have forgot oh i know what it is it's sorry at mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. That's our new email. Yeah. Anyway, do you know anything about this man? Specifically, what are the races of his parents? Please <laughs> let me know. Um, and so, yeah, I think, like, that it it is the creation and the intention behind the persona of Lo Michaela that makes her, like, so nefarious and just like really insidious because like cgi models as the face of social media accounts it's not a new thing like she's not unique in that respect we've like talked a bit about like different artists using a digital avatar um for their art a lot of like role players will create like a virtual model to use as the face for a persona that they want to fantasize about or use for a storyline but like little Michaela's just she's just not that like she was created for one purpose and that was to be a virtual instagram influencer in the year 2016 which was just it was a year that was both huge for instagram influencers like um, mm-hmm. As just like a really lucrative way for both like brands and the influencers themselves to make money, and it was also a huge year for Instagram influencers like embarrassing themselves, and the and or the brands that they worked with by like being racist or sexist or having bad politics or too good of politics, like, um, and so mm-hmm. I think well Michaela came into being. Uh, and, and this is why the company, which this man, Trevor, started called Bread. Bread owns Lil Michaela. Okay. Ugh. Um, it's such a tech. It's such a Silicon Valley name. Yeah. I hate it. Um, the reason that they have been able to generate so much funding is because she, as a marketing tool, addresses the issue of, like, how do brands and talent agencies like have a personality that they can control that reflects well on them when the social media era requires celebrities to be relatable and available to their audiences
1: mm-hmm. and the answer is automation
2: <laughs> yeah well i don't think that like, they ought to make a computer it, no. be I think the that- influence that they are very meticulous about all of the decisions that she's making, but it's all happening like behind the scenes. And you have to imagine that for every post that she puts out, that there is a 37 year old man and a Mm -hmm. like 37 year old white woman, um, talking with a, and group, then a team like, talking, of like yeah 40 talking with like a like people. a big table of people saying mm-hmm. what should she do next in order to like I stay honestly... relevant and like be um, something that like other brands want to connect us with and you need to be thinking about that room of people having that discussion when you go on the little Michaela Instagram account and you see that she's posted a photo of herself like ass out um with words on her sweatpants that say i heart real life from hollywood yeah, like, gifts uh, 99 something
1: something that concerns me and i'm not sure if it's something that came up in your research it certainly wasn't coming up in mine because like obviously there's been a lot of obscurity um even as things come to light about like how uh cgi animators are like treated and paid and like i cannot imagine the like kind of work schedule, um, these people who make her modeling, um, like all of her like models and stuff for both like TikTok and for still images, like, what kind of crunch time these people are on every day? Um, I can't like I'm not trying to like show sympathy for you know the entire company that is behind little Lil Michaela. Bread. The company I that do, you're thinking of is
2: called Bread.
1: Yeah, Bread. Um, But I do think, like, I cannot imagine, like, the working conditions of creating, like, a hundred, even, like, with, like, placeholder animations and things like that, like, a hundred different outfits and, you know, um, different, like, poses and animations for, like, um, specific, like, CTAs and, like, social media posts every day. Yeah.
2: yeah. They, I mean, all of like the nightmare. labor <laughs> behind the creation of Lola Michaela is pretty obscured because it's necessary to mm-hmm. support the idea that she's like an AI model or something so that people don't have to think about this like boardroom full of people deciding what would be the most um, like attractive way to advertisers for a 19 year old girl to act. Um, and so like all of the work that goes into creating her and like creating the decisions that she makes, the outfits that she wears, the music that she puts out, like all of that has to be hidden. It's very dumbwaiter Californian ideology sort of Mm -hmm. vibes. Cause like her, her music, I I spent a pretty long time trying to figure out who was the ghost singer. um, And it's just not available information, which again, I think is what makes this very different from other kinds of art projects oh, because yeah. the work that goes into like making those is known because that is a part of the art but the more that we yeah. know about like how Lo Michaela came to exist the creepier it becomes and I think that that is very known to mm-hmm. brud the company that controls her every action because she is a permanently 19 year old girl. And it is just inherently creepy and frightening to think about a room full of like marketing um, executives and like major fashion brands deciding what would be the best way for a 19 year old girl to act in order Mm -hmm. To generate like more more clicks And eyeballs and stuff to yeah, us And so like anytime that she like Brushes up against like Reminders that that All of her decisions Are like calculated by other People it like she loses her Luster um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's why She has robot In her bio um, oh, yeah. And is why like her followers want to believe that she's an ai model and why brud um claims to be like her manager rather than uh yeah. like like they don't credit themselves as their as her creator you have to go look for that information and look up like the yeah, biography we... of the people that make her in order to find that mm-hmm. out but it's not something that they're publicly advertising because it really damages um, yeah. The utility of Lo Michaela as a marketing tool, and one last they want thing. to give her
1: the narrative of being a sentient being um, mm-hmm. that is in fact fe- that, that like they want to give her the real persona of an influencer, which is someone who is sentient, um, who makes her own choices, and that's why you know the Paxson uh, CEO or president of Paxson said like that she you know speaks out on important social issues. Like as if she speaks out on them individually on her own, you know. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I. Like that she one, one last has thing these,
1: these viewpoints
2: <laughs> about these insights. DJ, DJ Skeet Skeet is that mm. he was um, the first DJ to perform the entire slate of shows at Warp Tour in two thousand eight. <sighs> in twenty thirteen. <2013, laughs> DJ Skeet Skeet um, changed his name to Young Skeeter, and then he became a spokesperson for Vitamin Water alongside B.O.B. and Matt and Kim and Santa Gold. This is the most 2012 man. (laughs) No one has been more 2012 than Young Skeeter, (laughs) a.k.a. DJ Skeet Skeet. A.K.A. Trevor McFedri's Anyway,
1: my god. vitamin water, Santa Gold, Matt and Kim.
2: Yeah. Oh my god. I think god. That, that you also bring I'm up something a... that is uh, important to think about, which is not just about like the labor of uh, the people that go, like that make Little Michaela, like that generate the images that we see, but also like the labor of modeling. Um, mm-hmm. And and up like being an entertainer, I pretty soon oh, yeah. we're gonna have my friend Maya on for like a slightly different interview, where a different interview topic. She is not a little Michaela mm-hmm. uh, head the way that no. I am, <laughs> but she is a model among other things. And we've had a lot of conversations mm-hmm. like in the time that I've been friends with her about how Instagram has just completely changed the world of professional modeling. Um, and like some of those changes, I think have been positive. Like there's more um, diversity in the world of modeling because like people with um, appearances that brands would not have taken a chance on because they didn't think that they were marketable um, were like able to find audiences on their own and leverage that into success. And I think that that's done a lot to like change the public perception of like what it means to be beautiful. Um, and it also like gave more people opportunities to like be successful in a field that was like pretty limited to a certain kind of person Um, but Mm -hmm. also like any time now that a model is trying to book a job their Instagram presence is a it's a factor that's taken into account and the work of maintaining an Instagram account that is like um, interesting to followers and will like generate new followers and likes to is, is like unpaid labor that models are expected to do in order to book future mm-hmm. jobs. And Lil Michaela is also like a she she's an entity that cuts out the the actual work of of modeling yeah. and just provide yeah. like is, is a straight funnel of money from brand to marketing agency or like to talent agency you know where the the, mm-hmm. the person whose labor is being um like bought and sold is not actually making any money because she's not a person so it's all going yeah. to a, to a talent agency um and exactly. to bread and i think that that's like a, yeah. a really important thing to think about as well
1: yeah i i mean like it it's she like also just like the the act of like influencing as a model and like being on Instagram, like creating a persona on Instagram that is marketable enough to gain a following is so closely tied with like your your sense of self and your like um, your mental well being. Mm-hmm. And Lil Michaela cuts all the fat of that as well, where um, because she's not a person, she's not real. She like. Any time she posts a selfie of her crying, um, those are tears made of binary code.
2: There was a meeting (laughs) where people decided that it would be good if this 19-year-old girl with freckles and green eyes and, like, light brown skin, if it would be good for her to cry. And then the image was generated, and then it was posted. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, that is... Uh, I don't know, it's it's like what I think is it's trying to replicate the thing that makes people that are real humans with good Instagram presences um, that get to be successful as like Instagram influencers like it's trying to replicate what they are doing as human people um, but then also like cutting out any of the parts that might lead to mess because a, a, like a good mm-hmm. Instagram presence um requires like both you know like being beautiful to people or being interesting looking Mm -hmm. doing something that like is visually visually appealing while also like um showcasing a personality that people find interesting and like resonate with and there's just like a a built-in difficulty with that for brands even as they need to attach themselves to those kinds of personalities like in the social mm-hmm. media era, to make money because they're not just making use of someone's appearance for like uh, a one-time ad campaign, but the, instead the brand is attaching themselves to an entire personality that mm-hmm. might, like later on, um, or or in the past, and have it come out later, like say or do things that make them look bad or or just them don't in align with the brand, right? Like it's, like just it's plan- no longer enough for a brand like the the person's entire like belief system and personality is something that brands have to take into account if they are trying to make use of someone that has like a public Instagram persona um, Mm -hmm. with like followers that they want to, you know, like have as future customers and stuff.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: It. Oof.
2: (laughs) And so it's, you know, like you can't be too polished and too perfect because that's fake seeming seeming. Um, mm-hmm. But you also don't want to be, uh, you know, like too upset or too emotional in a way that is like off-putting. You want to have beliefs that um, people think are good, but not beliefs yeah. that are so radical that they alienate people from from you. Um, but you also don't want to seem like you're only saying that you believe things that you seem like 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 that. It, that it seems like you're supposed to say like there's this yeah. balance that um, brands would like the influencers that they make use of to tread that is very mm-hmm. difficult as a real human person who is like complicated to actually do. Um, yeah, because he also as like inf- yeah. people are not frozen in time. Um, yeah. and they don't get to be permanently 19. And so some people have made really big mistakes in their past that then eventually come out where some people have beliefs that are like, you know, just that, that are not aligned. Like, I'm not even saying bad or like cancelable, but just beliefs that are yeah. not aligned with like what that brand would want to attach themselves to. And so the reason why little Michaela has like generated so much funding is because she, presents this perfect opportunity to never do anything that would tarnish, like, a brand's image.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, logistically also as an influencer, you have to constantly be doing things. You have to be going to events and, and like, um, going out to do things and taking, you know, all of your fans along with you. Like, especially now that TikTok has become ultimately popular and a lot of people on Instagram are using reels and things like that. Um, you're constantly having people going on like day in my life vlogs and those vlogs have to be interesting and you have to be going places and doing things all the time. It's something I brought up with a lot of my friends when like, um, cause before I lived in LA and obviously like they took down like all of the mandates um, for restaurants for a while and like things were happening. People were like, well, why is this happening in LA? And I was like, well, the major, you know, economic provider in LA is an influencer. And if they aren't doing things all the time, going places, going to restaurants, going to events, then they're, you know, both their well of like, you know, monetary gain is going dry. And so is the cities, right? Um, That's like a sort of off topic point. But the point is, is that Lil Michaela can go anywhere at any time and be anywhere. Um, all they have to do is take a picture of the place. Like maybe at most, they would take like five pictures of the place. Um and then they can just put her there, you know, Boop, yeah. there she goes. You know, they don't even have to be there that long. Um,
2: yeah, a, a <laughs> like friend you, of mine who is a pretty famous Instagram influencer, um, like in the hundreds of thousands of followers, has told me about how it's like sometimes like you, you end up going broke because you need to take pictures in different scenic locations in order to be in like interesting for Instagram. And it might seem frivolous to people who aren't doing that um, for a living, but like it becomes really necessary in order to continue booking jobs. And it's, so much harder as a model without like a a large Instagram presence to book jobs. Like the person that has three thousand followers, who is um going to the same like casting as someone that has fifty thousand is is just at a disadvantage. And so you have mm-hmm. to do all of these things that is like unpaid labor in order to keep your social media presence interesting. And so often, like when you're seeing an influencer going on, like, a tropical vacation or something, they're going with, like, a bunch of other people who are all splitting a hotel room and, like, sleeping on the floor and then, like, taking pictures uh, of each other. All day. Like, in those, in those locations, day. not actually enjoying the place that they're in because mm-hmm. they maybe only got a ticket for, like, two days or something because they have to pay for the hotel all the time that they're there. And then they, like, sporadically post it so it doesn't look like all these people went on vacation at once. Um, it's a lot of like work that goes into creating a persona that is going to um, resonate with people and like feel authentic and also interesting and aspirational. And I think that that's like what Lil Michaela as a um, like an entity like really excels at. Um, it's that like perfect blend of relatable and polished. Like there's a post of hers that I found from. Uh, 2020 where she's like wearing a sheer leotard which also you know like every time that she's like doing something a little bit like sexual i'm like oh there's a 37 year old man talk about it behind <laughs> that but she captions it um I'm not even going to try to spout some fake body positivity influencer BS because I'm skinny and ethnically ambiguous. So it's not like this thirst trap is groundbreaking. And then, um, like in a different post also, um, around 2020, you know, summer of black squares, she's wearing this like silk, um, like Mandarin collared crop top and a skirt. Um, and like her midriff is showing and the caption is my favorite part about this look is the part where we defund the police. And so it's, it's, you know, it's exactly <laughs> what I think like brands want out of an Instagram influencer where it's like those, those sort of things are like, they're, um, they're things that someone would say that is like, Oh, I'm being real right now. Um, and they're being real in a way that like, kind of humbles them, like makes them seem like other people, but it's also in a photo where they look really good. And they're also not saying anything that's like too, too, too extreme. Like maybe defund the police seems extreme, but there was a choice made in a boardroom about the usage of word like defund versus abolish. Defund. And this was also in 2020 when everyone was posting black squares And all of the, um, like, brands were trying to let people know that they didn't actually mean to be racist. And so while maybe it, like, Mm -hmm. lost her a couple followers, I don't think that a post like that at that time, in that moment, like, was going to um, damage her potential to make money for advertisers when it probably would have had the account posted something like that in 2019 or 2018. And something that I thought was interesting yeah. was that like, I've been going through her Instagram account, like her, her more recent posts um, and not it, it seemingly not any, not, not at any point in time in the past few months, like with um, the restrictions on like abortion um, that have been happening across different states and and like the decision around Roe v bathe like I there's no post from her about abortion hmm. which is like I, I think it's just really I, I know we keep saying that like it's it's a boardroom of people but I think it's really important that everyone knows that it's a choice like there yeah. was definitely a meeting and I went through um like blow Michaela's recent posts over the past few months just to see if like at any point there was anything not only was there not anything but there was a post of her with Jeremy O'Harris who is another person that (laughs) has biracial energy uh while maybe not actually being a biracial um got some issues with that man but yeah like a I think in another way that she like comes off is like trying to be like relatable, like doing doing that like mix of like relatability, aspirational and like vulnerability that that resonates with audiences. Like she there's one um that I found from a while ago where she like admits to feeling insecure about her body and, like, not always mm. liking how she looks in photos. I don't um, love the she...
1: idea of a 37-year-old man talking about a virtual girl, 19-year-old girl's body.
2: Yeah, and saying that Ugh. she, like, feels like she has to post even when she doesn't like herself because as a model it's part of her job. And, I like, that kind of, um, like, vulnerability, like, that. that does resonate with people when it's a human that's sharing it because it's like a reminder that you know the people that like we look up to or that we like are envious of like that they're also human beings just like us that have like the same kinds of insecurities that everyone struggles with but she is not a human being just like us (laughs) there was a meeting where they decided that she's gonna be insecure about her body um, that they made, they made her body. And like, yeah, you know, a, a, a human model who maybe like shares that with people and feels that way might decide um that like the scrutiny of her body that like she has to deal with as part of her career is too much for her and she might decide to stop modeling. Um, Like another model might develop an eating disorder after being you know told by too Mm -hmm. many people that she needs to lose weight or like a model might choose to only work with brands that she thinks are inclusive of different body types or like maybe she doesn't you know word this post very well because she's dealing with like internalized fat phobia and says like something disparaging about fat people in the same post where she's like I'm insecure and then like upset her followers like and so that Michaela you know, it's,
1: just like exists in this in this right, perfect it's the limbo, perfect
2: perfect line to tread, and not not like a thread more um, mm-hmm. than would be relatable to people, but also not like because another thing That's that it. a model might do, who is like mm-hmm. I feel insecure about my body sometimes, is call out brands that. Mm -hmm. make them feel a pressure to look a certain way. And Lil Michaela won't do that. You
1: know, in some sense, I think it kind of makes sense that they wouldn't comment on abortion only because... I mean, she can't uh, get pregnant. Lil Michaela,
2: Well, not even that. She can't do anything else else
1: either. That's what I mean is that she has no... Like, when you're talking about a choice that a woman has, she has no choices. She's simply trapped in the narrative that they give her, um, I I mean, I think
2: that that you're right, and I, but I also think that in different times where making a statement about something that just couldn't, could never actually be a part of, of her life because she's not real, Mm -hmm. um, but it's, like, a political statement that's going to resonate well with people, like, similar to the, you know, I want to defund the police thing. Uh, Those are kinds of statements that she's made in the past. She has like made posts talking about experiencing racism, which she has not because she's not (laughs) a person. Um, But yeah, there's just like so many different like possibilities that come out of like being a complicated human being that brands have to consider and navigate, like when they're dealing with, like influencers that they want to partner with, um, and you're for, even thinking about like the
1: chain of labor of of dealing with human error, right? You're thinking yeah. about like the quality control of like just photoshopping people that you hire for PR um, handlers for certain models that are of like a certain like fame bracket. You know what I mean? People who handle yeah. those models' social media if they're if they're famous enough, you know that. Right you hire there's a whole other bracket of people that you're hiring in order to keep track of that one human person and their human errors um yeah and, it's, and, and that's and a all lot of money that you don't have to spend anymore
2: it's all done in one house it's all done by yeah. bread mm-hmm. um <laughs> but also i think like the the moment of 2016 is important to consider too because i i think that the realm of influencing on Instagram has, it's become a a lot more polished. I think that, um, more of those people have, they've gotten signed with like legit talent agencies that take them seriously and like help them curate, um, a public Mm -hmm. persona. But in 2016 and before, I think the kinds of people that were most popular, as Instagram influencers were not necessarily, like, professional models and people that had, yeah. um, like, an understanding of, like, media training or anything, but, but a lot of people who, like, found an audience through a combination of their appearance and personality who, like, didn't have the same understanding or knowledge of, like, how to participate in that world the way that um, someone with, like, more professional modeling experience might um, and I think that I really, I want to talk about Lil Michaela's appearance. I think that yeah. that's, that's a really important part of what's going on with her. Um, I think, you know, like it's, it's weird already that yeah. she's talking about being insecure about her body. Um, when her body was the, the choice of, a, a person um, a, like a 37 year old man that decided what the most marketable 19 year old should look like and what kind of body she should have but I think it's also really important to point out that she is I don't know if she's ever actually said that she's black but she looks like mm-hmm. a light skinned black girl with green eyes that I guess are brown sometimes and freckles and if this is what you look like and you're listening to this, well, honestly, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm I'm tired of seeing black people with green eyes like they're always making the this like squinty face in their photos and then like turning up the contrast super high so that we can see that they've got green eyes. It's kind of similar to the Miley Cyrus blue eyes thing, but like oh yeah. Um, they tend to be like
1: appreciate that you put that counterpart in there for me. Now yeah, I understand
2: like more emo about it. There's something about like light skinned black people with green eyes that just like makes them listen to Drake. I don't know why. Um, but I think I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit <laughs> off topic because I just don't like eyes that aren't Brown, but I, but I'm, I'm not saying that if this is what you happen to look like, that there's something wrong or that there is something wrong. If like you become successful Um, Or if people like the way that you look But the way that she looks Is not just the way that she happens to look It was Mm -hmm. a series of choices That were made to make her look this way Um, There's that that essay by Gia Tolentino That's very famous Called Instagram Face Where um, this makeup artist Colby Smith Tells her that the Instagram face Is composed of an overly tan skin tone a South Asian influence with the brows and eye shape, an African-American influence with the lips, a Caucasian influence with the nose, a cheek structure that is predominantly Native American and Middle Eastern. And she says herself in that post where she's like, I'm doing a thirst trap, that she calls herself ethnically ambiguous. Ethnically
1: ambiguous, and
2: yeah. like she looks like what racist think that future people are gonna look like you know when when like National Geographic like puts out a thing and they're like we're all gonna look like this in 2050 and it's like Mm -hmm. someone with like skin that looks like coffee with way too much milk in it but then always green eyes also and like always green eyes like they're never like dark They're always like a like a very like light tan, and so you know it's like kind of this like post racial fantasy of um, like what someone could look like that she's like embodying. And I'm not saying that people Mm -hmm. don't actually ever look like that, but just that like the way that she looks um, is very ideological. Like as a reluctant member of hashtag team light skin. Uh, I just, I mean, like, I know that white people are more likely to be kind about my appearance and, like, value my appearance over a darker skinned black person. Like, dark skinned models, especially dark skinned women, have, like, shared so many stories of getting rejected by brands and magazines and jobs because of mm-hmm. their dark skin. Like, it's it's such a known thing about the modeling world that I didn't even... Like, try to find any quotes to demonstrate that because I think that if you know anything, like, yeah, then you know how pervasive of an issue that is, and that like colorism is just, um, like a massive part of the entire entertainment industry. And like, Lil Michaela is about as dark as like Jay Wow, um, <laughs> she has. <laughs> green eyes. She is like very Would loose. you prefer uh
1: little Michaela if she was a Jerseyite? If she had like a Jersey accent.
2: No, because my culture is not a costume, Kendall. Ah. Okay. You know
1: what? Um, that was an ignorant question. You're right.
2: Yeah. Um she's got like medium brown hair that's like loose and like mostly straight. She's got freckles. Like I'm not gonna and 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 I think that th- there's something about like i don't I don't think that light skin like black models or like ethnically ambiguous models have an easier time overall than white models do. But I do think that like a light skin black model or a- an ethnically ambiguous model has like more potential to appeal and connect with more people than a white person mm-hmm. does. And I think especially, someone who looks in this sort of, like, um, aspirational, like, post-racial sort of way that, like, little Michaela does um, because people uh, are able to project onto and, like, white people are not afraid to project onto because you're not so othered from them, at least in their mind, um, that, like, they find you acceptable and safe. Um, Mm -hmm. And so... I think like when brands make use of Lil Michaela's likeness for an ad campaign, they get to have the appearance of inclusivity because it's almost as if they booked a black model for a job, but they didn't because she's like a Pixar character. Um, But she was designed to have the most non-threatening kind of appearance that like, a woman of color can have, so as to not like piss off any like virulent racists who would like be turned off from the brand if they did cast like, you know, like a dark skinned black person, but also to have like more universal appeal and appeal to like people of color who want to see someone that looks more like them. And like, you know, like real life people can look like her. And if they mm-hmm. want to pursue modeling, like, I wouldn't say. That it was fucked up of them or that like I wouldn't want them to get opportunities although again does the world need any more publicly known black people with green eyes I don't know personally I think we've had enough but but just you know like if a human person looked like that like it's not your fault the way that you look Mm-hmm. Um and so it's not your fault if you like get booked for jobs even like over a darker skinned person it uh, like it would be the fault of the institutions that are doing that and like, like bigotry that needs to be held to account rather than being like you as an individual are Once again like you weren't made in
1: this. a You personally as an individual weren't made in a boardroom but she yeah, was.
2: But she like, was. And and like th- yeah like she's not a person a man yeah who is over over a decade older than her, made her and made her have green eyes and like gave her basically straight hair so that more white people would find her attractive when brands use her likeness in ad campaigns. Um, uh, young Skeeter, DJ Skeet Skeet, um, has said that Michaela's journey is really one of otherness and that like he thinks that her, um, her otherness—you know, like in, that she's not white—has encouraged her fans to accept and embrace who they are, and I think that that could be true for someone that looks like her and is a person. Um, mm-hmm. But she's she's not, and like he knows that he could have designed a darker skinned woman or like a woman with more textured hair and that that would have meant a loss of like advertising opportunities and so he made the choice of what her appearance looks like and a white woman also was involved in like deciding what she was going to look like in order to avoid those setbacks but like real dark skinned women in real life like they can't change how they look and have like a board meeting in order to stop being discriminated against and like book jobs. And so for Mm -hmm. him to say that like, she's encouraging people to accept and embrace who they are is just like a flat out lie because like the 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 choices that led to why she looks the way that she does are why people are unable to like embrace who they are or like Mm -hmm. live as themselves without like experiencing marginalization and like discrimination i
1: get i get really bothered by all of her insecure body talk um like once again like like you said with with being like a a light-skinned person like it's it's if you look like you know if you have the same body type as little Michaela and you're still insecure you're a human person you might have body dysmorphia i don't know you yeah, it's
2: okay to be um, skinny and not like be yeah. happy about your body like we all live in the same road that like teaches but us to not like ourselves and i wouldn't it hold someone who me. looks like that to account if they were like i'm but, insecure but she you is, combine, she like, is made to be a skinny person yeah. knowing yeah. that skinny people are like considered more beautiful and then and they more marketable. Also know that it's marketable to be insecure and so they have the best mm-hmm. of both worlds by like giving her personality traits that other insecure people which is like everyone you know can like latch mm-hmm. on to but then also not like making her look like someone who is actually othered for their mm-hmm. body
1: yeah exactly it's the it's the othering paired with the insecurity on a not real woman um not even like you know a, a fake persona of a model that has a real person behind it like even you could say like poppy right like yeah. the, well, the pop, pop star is,
2: poppy was a uh, also a man not yeah. like Poppy her, was also but, a man but, but she but she, she was at least was she was at least a few creepies. yes
1: He's a terrible person, but I'm saying, and he like, also
2: like created her whole person once again, later like, to be like marketable. She's, you know, she's Poppy close. the human
1: being, yeah. Mm-hmm. Poppy the human being had the ability and the autonomy to eventually, you know, and and the bravery, honestly, to eventually cut ties with Titanic and you know, out what was he happening to her. Used to, to and be her. Facebook
2: friends, really? Cause, yeah, because I was into Mars Argo, like early like, I don't know, in like 2009 or something. Um, I want
1: you to take this as nicely as possible. It makes a lot of sense.
2: I know, I know. <laughs> so I, I was friends with him and Brittany Sheets, a.k.a. Mars Argo, on Facebook, because they were just like YouTuber nobodies. Um, mm-hmm. And his, like, he had he had the edgiest Facebook persona Um, like he voted for Mitt Romney also, um, like, and, and was just saying (laughs) all of these like rancid things during the, um, like the Ferguson uprising that like you would expect from like a edgy, like 15 year old white boy. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one time he like posted like no lives matter and it's like, bro, (laughs) like, if someone like if the wind blows too hard, you're gonna fall over. You should be careful about <laughs> how you speak. I don't know if people know yeah, him, so it's Nick just Sinclair it's is. He's not relevant.
1: Yeah, but what it, what I'm saying is that it's it's that like, you know, if she has all of these insecurity, if Michaela has all of these insecurities in this narrative about her, um, portrayed by a man, um, you know, and this isn't me trying to like pity little Michaela, but just pointing out, like, a key, uh, difference in the sense that, like, she is just, like, trapped in this internal, eternal limbo of, um, constantly being, like, just enough of a person, um, to be marketable, um, and her suffering can be, you know, quiet enough, um, to be empathetic towards, um, but carries none of the risk that, like you know, even someone like you know, Poppy took of you know, cutting the man who is who is uh, yeah, controlling like can never who cut is, ties. Yeah, she can never cut ties with Brud, with uh, DJ Skeet, um, or with whoever the other the white woman was who created her. Um, she's just internally like a persona that they have. Um, and that's not me being like, oh, I'm sad for little Michaela, but more like it's, it's key in the sense of like, how kind of horrifying it is that, um, they came up with this huge loophole to cut out all human error by taking out the human altogether. Um, and it's sad. I don't know. It makes me sad. Um, yeah,
2: well, and I think, okay, so that there's another aspect to this too, that like, that there is a benefit of her being um, black, potentially. I don't, I actually don't know if she's ever been. Um, you said before she, she said, said she was Brazilian. black. She says yeah. Brazilian and Spanish, which doesn't mean not black, because like, what is Spanish? Mm-hmm. Like, No. does she mean Spain or does she mean like um Also Latina? Afro-Latinx like, is like a right, thing. Yeah, so, not- so I think it, there's an intentional ambiguity about what her race is. Um, Mm -hmm. but there's another benefit to the brands that like the little Michaela likeness is used for um, that comes from her potentially maybe being black or being a woman of color where like when she took over Prada's um, Instagram account during fashion week like she posted a photo of herself like at the the venue like where the um, runway show is happening and said that like she really wants to like push for change and like inclusivity in the fashion world, just like, um, Mucha Prada, which is fascinating because when I think Prada and I, I own Prada boots, I, like, I'm not saying that they don't make some good clothes sometimes, but when I think Prada, I do not think anti-racist like Prada <laughs> came out with um keychains not that long ago that looks like people in blackface they have had like some all-white runways um pretty recently and like uh miss miss Mucha prada herself like gave an interview um on like uh what's what's the wwd the fashion website right where she was like I, I increasingly think that anything anyone does today can cause offense. There can sometimes be a lack of generosity, but on the other hand, how can we know all cultures? The Chinese protest, then the Sikh, <sighs> then the Mexicans, then Afro-Americans. How, but how can you know the details of each single culture so well when there can be 100 different cultures in each country? people want respect because now there is this talk of cultural appropriation, but this is the foundation of fashion. It has always been the basis of art, of everything. Like, basically, like, and, and when she's saying the Chinese protests, the, the Sikh, then the Mexicans, then the Afro-Americans, she's talking about protests of her own brand that different groups have had, like, throughout the time. Like, yeah, that, that, that she has, like, been a fashion designer because of different, like. um you I know, thought like she was missteps, talking about, like, if I am saying that as as generously as possible.
1: I thought she was talking about protests in, like, like culture no, at large. No, I like She's talking about protests of her brand.
2: Yeah, I like, and so, so here is a a person or a, like a, you know, the, the the head of a fashion brand. The brand itself mm-hmm. has had a lot of different controversies with racism. And would uh, a black model I mean we just said that, that everyone has their price, right? I think for three mm-hmm. thousand dollars, I might say that I love Prada and I think that they're standing up against racism um, maybe it depends on how much I need three thousand mm-hmm. dollars. but like if I'm if I'm like being serious, like would it, would a person who is affected by the like, racism that Prada has done, um, get up and say that I think that like Prada is really pushing for change and inclusivity. And that's really important to me. Um, Like, like, like maybe, maybe if you paid them a lot of money, but also Mm -hmm. like also maybe not. Um, And it would, it would also be like a choice that like that person makes and Sometimes people are stupid, um, mm-hmm. but Lil Kayla is not. She's not a person, and yeah. she just looks like a person of color because that's what she was designed to look like. And now this brand gets the like the same kind of um, benefits that they would get if a publicly known actual model of color is saying. I think that this brand cares a lot about inclusivity. But they don't have to make amends with, like, a real-life model of color and get them to see that that inclusivity matters to them.
1: Nor does the real-life model face, like, any backlash for, you know, selling out to a company, you know? So you don't get, like... Like, I feel like people kind of would give Mm. Lil Michaela a little more slack if if they're just like if they're not like even just like a fan of of hers or whatever if they're just seeing this they would just be like oh well that's just like not a person so it's like not as big of a deal you know there's not as many lives involved i guess real lives
2: yeah you know she also becomes more black when it would benefit her brand to be and i have noticed that like since 2020 um her eyes are more often brown in her posts um but like in a photo shoot that was in like this 2017 profile that she did for paper magazine like as an example Michaela is like paying homage to this like 1999 Lil' Kim cover of interview magazine Mm. and Lil' Kim obviously a black woman who is not um like super skinny in the same way that like little Michaela is and little Michaela in this photo shoot is just like slightly darker and slightly curvier than she normally is and like I you probably wouldn't notice it unless you're like really looking at all of her posts but then if you like put that in a collage with like most of her other posts from 2017 she is lighter skinned like in the rest of them and like slightly thinner and so i think that right right now um or maybe like post 2020 like um playing up her blackness if that's what she's supposed to be or at least like her woman Mm. of colorness is like more beneficial to her brand than being completely ethnically ambiguous was like pre twenty twenty, because brands can then distance themselves from like future racism accusations if they're partnering mm-hmm. with with black models, even if they're not real people. And so now her eyes are brown. Um, yeah, and I just like it's all, it, all every every aspect of this is just so gross. Um, but one thing that I um, before. Before 2018, May Mm -hmm. 2018, is when Brud, um, the company, like, announced ownership and creation of Lil Michaela. I think part of why there's a lot of confusion over who she is, like, how the account is managed, is because for two years they, like, intentionally created confusion and would have her, like... um, just like dodge questions about how she came to exist and oh would like God, I talk do about this. like her uh, like if someone would because she would do interviews with like a heavily mm-hmm. auto-tuned voice and um, like an animated appearance and like someone would ask her like how are you doing all of this as a like as a digital model like who made you who's in charge or like how did you come to be and she'd be like i really don't like talking about this because i feel like i'm being othered like i want to be known for like what i do and not just like the superficial qualities of like who i am and so kind of like superficial right kind of like equating um uh, judging her for being a digital persona with like a different form of discrimination um so before twenty eighteen. she's Lonely Girl fifteen, <laughs> right? Before May twenty eighteen, it was not known um, that she was like created and managed by people. Not to be like I've I've been right my whole life, but I knew like just as a a good uh, educated guess that she was. Mm-hmm. I never thought that she was AI um, or that she was like someone's art project because every photo is a ad. Um yeah. But I think I've set the stage. We don't know yet in April 2018 how how the sausage is made with Lil Michaela. We don't know who runs the account and we don't know what the account is for. The account's been active for two years. And in April 2018, Lil Michaela had a feud with a different virtual influencer um, named Bermuda. The little Michaela account was hacked and imagine like the biggest air quotes possible. Um, and her <laughs> photos were deleted and then replaced with other photos of, uh, this virtual model Bermuda. Bermuda, um, has the handle, um, Bermuda is Bay on Instagram. And I guess like if I'm little Michaela, you know, cause I'm, uh, light skin and uh ethnically and Im-, I'm not ethnically ambiguous um i'm not gonna call myself Lil michaela but bermuda is kendall because she's white mm-hmm. and she's got blonde yeah. hair and blue eyes um and maybe i'm Lil michaela because we're feuding and kendall mm-hmm. and i are also going to have a fake feud um sometime look out for that yeah watch this space yeah so Bermuda like (laughs) leaves a caption on one of the new photos that like is posted on Lil Michaela's account and the caption says or actually Kendall do you want to read it you're you're Bermuda
1: yeah yeah I I can read it um uh um Freedom. Oh wait, is this the caption for her bio? Or is it says, it... "Hi guys." Yeah.
2: Oh right. Hi guys, Bermuda here.
1: So you're being lied to by a fake, and and I want you to know the ass that the this the, the, the first s and ass is bleeped out. So it's s mm-hmm. person, literally, who is buying this for a one second. Apparently, a lot of you. Sorry, Michaela. I tried to DM, I tried to call you, but you stay curving me, in quotes. You brought this on yourself, girl. Kissy emoji. Leave me a comment if you care about the truth. Okay? Kissy emoji again. Go follow at Bermuda is (laughs)
2: Um. While this was going on, little Michaela was tweeting from her verified Twitter account, guys i been attacked it's not me um <laughs> so like i think if you if you go on um bermuda's bay right now she kind of like i don't know if you know who she is kendall but uh i, she kind of I just do looks i've been like, looking at
1: i've been looking yeah. at her account um she looks she like looks every like
2: she does look
1: like Stassi, baby, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, she fell off, it seems like. Her last post was in September 21st of 2020. So she yeah, hasn't posted for a.
2: Um, there's some more recent posts on the little Michaela account that feature Bermuda Oh, with her. And, so she's just yeah. like, t- because she's, much taking like a, she's
1: taking a social media break, you know.
2: Yeah. Um, much like the feud that we'll have eventually I don't know if Mm -hmm. it's obvious yet maybe it is this feud was fake uh yeah to to generate attention which look (laughs) out for the feud that Kendall and I are gonna have it's gonna be big for us um but in 2018 like she wasn't just uh looking like Stassi baby as a sim like the account was Mm -hmm. a lot more political than it is now and so like Bermuda's bio had something in it about like climate change being fake she was posting anti Hillary memes. Um, she was like uh, calling herself a Trump supporter. She, you remember that guy that wrote like the anti diversity memo for, about Google? Oh, yeah, yeah, or from yeah. From Google?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
2: So she like reposted his photo and captioned it like freedom fighter, truth teller, patriot. Um, and she was also like saying disparaging things about liberal feminism she was like supporting that gun girl that shit herself Um, and uh, Bermuda warned Michaela from her own account that she was going to do something like a few days before the alleged hacking happened with a Mm -hmm. post that she captioned um, wait 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 I need you to do this one again sorry you're Bermuda
1: oh yeah um she captioned it um okay michaela i tried being nice i called i texted i didn't want this to be hard but you brought this on yourself see you tomorrow world kissy face hashtag next step hashtag literally perfect
2: Mm -hmm. this is exactly how you talk to me over text too it's uncanny Mm -hmm. A lot of Um, lot of hashtags, a lot of kissy face emojis. (laughs) Um, So after the hacking, um, Lil Michaela like eventually was able to get back into her account and deleted the Bermuda photos and restored her own, which is like, I mean, already suspicious because like, what fucking hacker is gonna archive your Instagram photos instead of deleting them, Mm -hmm. like? why would they do that um but bermuda like responds on her own instagram and uh, i i I need you to read bermuda's response also
1: yep of course michaela deletes my post (laughs) the second i give her the account back even after all that she's still running from the truth 47 hours left at Lil michaela soon there will be no lies and everything will be revealed Here's a recap of today's work. I'll always be honest with you guys and make sure you have the info you need. Kissy face emoji, hashtag team Bermuda, hashtag Bermuda hive, hashtag hotter in Bermuda, hashtag Bermuda triangle, hashtag the next step, hashtag discourse, hashtag learn to
2: talk. Again, this is exactly how Kendall speaks to me over text. Kendall's I'm always, always talking about the Bermuda Triangle, going hashtag dressage horse, hashtag trust fund, hashtag blue eyes hive, hashtag um, where is Amelia Earhart? Mm-hmm. Um, but the the like reasoning for this feud was because Bermuda wanted Lil Michaela to like be more transparent about not being a real human being because Lil Michaela and Bermuda are both. Virtual influencers. Um, well, Michaela says stuff like she wants to be described as an artist or a singer or someone that denotes my craft rather than focus on the superficial qualities of who I am. Um, and also said, like, in response to that feud, that it's easier for Bermuda to be upfront about being virtual because she's um, a white woman, uh, which is it's just interesting. <laughs> um, But in 2018, if you, like, tried to do some research on, like, who are the human beings behind Bermuda, who is, like, allegedly, you know, like, being so transparent about um, being virtual, um, Elle magazine tried to do this in their article, like, we can't get enough of this drama behind two virtual Instagram influencers. Um, And Kendall, can you read what the article says, maybe?
1: Yes, I can. Um, Bermuda's account uh, says she's a project by an entity called Kane Intelligence. Parentheses, Lil Michaela's profile was also changed to include a link to Kane Intelligence. When she was hacked. Hacked. Yeah, when she was hacked. When she was hacked. Which bills itself as, quote, leaders in machine learning and artificial intelligence. The site says it was made by someone named Daniel Kane and in includes an endorsement for Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. Kane Intelligence who describes itself as leaders of machine learning and oh wait, sorry, that was
2: Yeah. Let's uh, so repeat. So I just also I want I want us to once again look at how this account is being described as or it isn't saying that the Bermuda account is an artificial intelligence like machine learning like directed account, but that's kind of what's being implied here. Um, mm-hmm. and the website for Kane intelligence which like isn't live anymore says that Kane intelligence is the industry leader in conscious language intelligence a type of artificial intelligence that allows for humans to engage with our specialized robots in free format natural language using speech text touch or gesture cli allows for rapid training and deployment of robotic workers and weapons that outpace human productivity By two hundred eighty percent in controlled studies, and so the company,
1: Lockheed Martin, collab.
2: (laughs) So, so this company of Kane Intelligence that is directing the Bermuda account, allegedly, is saying that this account is an example of artificial intelligence, and the founder of the company was like claimed to be built by someone named Daniel Kane. Who lives in Palo Alto, but then the photo on the website, like it doesn't show his face. And then if you like do a um like a reverse Google image search of the um photo of, of Daniel Kane, like it's actually just a stock photo. Um, like California business records show that there's no businesses that were ever named Kane Intelligence Incorporated in California. Um there's no like Humans that turn up for results when you look up, like Daniel Kane, living in Palo Alto, um, and like this site also, you know, it like it's got the endorsement for Donald Trump. It claims responsibility for Bermuda, and it says that Bermuda is the first of her kind, built to speak her truth, and the interests of today's youth. She is uniquely unapologetic, representing not only a breakthrough in artificial intelligence. And modern political thought. So we have like Lil Michaela, right? Who's like not being transparent at all about like who she is um, or how she's made. We have this other character um, who is like publicly claiming like what company makes her. And that company is like asserting that she is a breakthrough in artificial intelligence and machine mm-hmm. learning. And that is the. First kind of transparency that we get about these sorts of virtual influencers that are interacting with each other. The one that we learned about um, is is being claimed to be like artificial intelligence. But as it turns out, that Daniel Kane, the creator, the the person that that runs this company that manages Bermuda, is is as much of a person as Lil Michaela is like he's he's not real mm-hmm. and bermuda was also a character created by dj skeet skeet through his company bread um and so i like i think that maybe the reason why they did this is obvious like it lets Lo Michaela have a feud with a racist um which benefits her but it also like managed and orchestrated the content of that racism so it like mm-hmm. it, you know like it it um there aren't any surprises for what she has to respond to, and they can craft the uh the kinds of racism that she has to deal with like to generate the best response for her to give.
1: yeah um, the exact dialogue is so structured and it doesn't mm-hmm. go doesn't go too deep into like issues of white supremacy. It's mostly just issues of like who gets to be um. Like who gets to be transparent about whether or not they are they are a digital avatar, um, because of the color of their digital skin.
2: Yeah, um, and and I think that while Lil Michaela, like we've talked about, like how her being like ethnically ambiguous is beneficial um, for her status as a marketing tool it is probably also good for the company of Brud to have a skinny white girl with blue eyes like as a marketing tool that they can make use of as well and so Bermuda um, of course eventually apologized for her racism and like she sat her white ass down and listened <laughs> um, and she learned from Loma Michaela, and they became friends and now they have posts together like um, I guess Bermuda hasn't posted since 2020. Maybe she's still sitting her white, white ass down and listening. But Seems like it. Lil Michaela posted in May um, a photo of herself with Bermuda saying, like, I don't know where I would be without you. Like, my heart was soaring last night. Love you so much. Um, so they've like, made up, which again, like, is a thing that could happen in real life between yeah. like a, you know, like a racist white person and a like a woman of color like people can change people can like genuinely feel like they they were wrong and and like become different people and they can be friends and like it it can happen but all of these decisions were orchestrated and mm-hmm. like the reason that bermuda gets to make up and be friends with little michaela is so that the company of brud can now make use of this white girl also as a marketing tool yeah um, and like and it's a great after pitch
1: so that they can create like a whole, like maybe a whole bunch of different, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, digital fembots that they can, right. you know, release onto the world, um, and become influencers, like of all kinds of different ethnically ambiguous tones and shades. Um, mm-hmm.
2: can you name some? No, <laughs> okay, um. <laughs> And and it's it's you know it was shortly after this feud because remember like Brad went public as like a, we're managing Lil Michaela we created her in May, um, this feud happened in April, um, so May is when DJ Skeet Skeet made a public announcement through Brad that he had created Lil Michaela, and he began raising millions of dollars from Silicon Valley, and like broad is now backed by some of the biggest names in venture capital investment like i i had to look into these companies i don't know them but like sequoia capital which is apparently very large like um is one of one of their major investors and in 2018 like when this first became publicly known is when like TechCrunch reported that they believed the initial amount of funding to be around 6 million and it was it was still some time after the public claiming of uh, Little Michaela that Brad claimed ownership of Bermuda, and I think that something that's like important to point out here is that when they did that, they still did not like make it super publicly known or transparent how yeah. Little Michaela is run, and. like right before they claimed ownership of her we had a different company that was fake and lying claiming that Bermuda was artificial intelligence and machine Mm -hmm. learning and while that was never said about little Michaela like that was still the only transparency about like how these kinds of characters are created well that was also implied
1: in the narrative right where like Bermuda said like you're, you're not being transparent about what you are and who you are, but I, but am. I am.
2: Which and is act- saying basically that they're the implying,
1: same. yeah, that they're, that they're the same, right? It's
2: Right. <laughs> and so even they, they did not have to lie and say that Lil Michaela is an example of machine learning. Um, and the lie about Bermuda gets to be kind of acceptable because it's part of this like fake feud. Um, mm mm-hmm. Rather than, than like a, you know an official statement for a company about how one of their marketing tools is run. And mm-hmm. like when they first went um, public about like their ownership of Lil Michaela, uh, TechCrunch like asked uh, young Skeet about the Bermuda feud. and he was like, uh, some Reddit idiots hacked the page, we think which was like obviously a lie but um just a bold-faced lie like yeah (laughs) just a full-on lie yeah and also like they spoke to an anonymous uh, investor who said that like the feud was bred using conflict to introduce new characters same as the kardashians always have but like the feud was racism And they some people decided that it would be lucrative for this fake, not actual person of color, to experience racism from a white person that she should then forgive Mm -hmm. and work together.
1: Yeah, Um, and then they collaborate, and it and you know it it is incredibly marketable for um like uh for, like, race relations in the marketing world to be solved by just, like, yeah. shaking hands. And- <laughs> in fact,
2: um, Trevor McFedries DJ Skeet Skeet, um, said that he thinks that Michaela's potential social influence um, could be, like, Will and Grace's real-life impact on marriage equality. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay, so Lil Michaela uh, is the Deborah messing of yeah, <laughs> franchise. You know, we're about to get dark. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, if it wasn't already fucking dark, but this is not the only way that Lil Michaela used conflict to generate attention and introduce characters for this multi million dollar company. In 2019, Lil Michaela claimed to have been sexually assaulted in an uber Um, and we can play the audio from
3: that it was uh, a vlog that she did if i wasn't in the studio working on new music or planning the next 404 job i was plugged into my charging dock i deserved a day for myself and if you follow me on insta you know how sacred the beach is to me there's Something about being around a bunch of half-naked people that brings me peace. Or turns me on. Whatever. Disclaimer, yes, I can get wet, so no need to go off about it in the comments. Take that shit elsewhere. Anyway, I called a rideshare because we love a sustainable budget-friendly moment. The car pulled up outside my house, and I'm getting in when I'm immediately gagged by the smell of, like, jasmine air freshener mixed with old man farts. The only save was my queen duo on the radio and the foamy Malibu coast, but then I noticed the other rider wouldn't stop staring at me me like okay sure i looked cute in my club 404 tennis skirt but this stare was less i think you're cute and more i'm confused by what you are and And i I deserve deserve to find out best believe that after a minute or so this mother has the audacity to lean in so close that i can literally smell his breath as he whispers are you real I hear this question IRL and in the comments every day. I mean, it's rude, but I can usually get over it. But this particular weirdo had this weird-ass smile and just felt way too comfortable in my space. Like, taking manspreading to a whole new extreme. I smiled and nodded, trying to brush it off. I turned the other way and looked out the window. Then. Sure enough, I just feel this guy's cold meaty hand touch my leg as if he was confirming I'm real his hand literally lingers there rubbing my skin I of course was like curb your enthusiasm and asked him to stop and he took his sweet ass time removing his hand Kind of like he was threatening me like he wanted to make sure that I knew that he knew I wasn't human And then right when I thought his hand was about to be gone He pinched me at this point. I kind of raised my voice being like what the f? stop it and the lift driver was just like pretending it wasn't happening this creepy ass man meanwhile starts laughing and says what about down there So I'm like, please pull over now and let me out of this car. And the driver did, luckily. But at this point, we're literally in the middle of the 101 freeway with cars honking at us. And my ass had to get out and walk to the Cahuenga exit 10 minutes away. I'm struggling and no one stops. And I'm feeling so embarrassed and feeling bad about feeling embarrassed for sticking up for myself and weirdly. Okay,
2: so. (sighs) Oh. My there's God. a couple of things there's a couple things <laughs> quite a few um, things. The first is again, I'm really uncomfortable with knowing that a grown adult man two decades older than this character that's supposed to be existing is um, crafting a persona of a 19 year old that is talking about getting wet um, and being and turned, turned on. on especially like, right before she talks about being
1: assaulted like
2: yeah like 19 weird. year olds are adults they can be sexual if they want to I, that's not that's not the problem it's that like that is part of a marketable narrative for someone who is permanently 19 shouting um, out
1: the brand name yeah, of her the skirt the brand
2: name of the skirt being mentioned is something also that is like um, a choice like, mm-hmm. this, this entire speech is something that multiple people, like, decided was a good idea and okayed and, like, crafted out the different parts of. I think also the implication that questioning, like, if she is real is uh, equivalent or leads to sexual assault is, like, a, a way for the company to, like, n- mm-hmm. discourage people from looking into the character of little Michaela because it's like presenting. This is like a, like a creepy and violating thing that someone can do. Um, mm-hmm. and also like the way that she tells this story in like a lighthearted way in order to give listeners like time to laugh, which mm-hmm. is, is a way that a, a person can talk about sexual assault if they want to, but it is also like a serious and like, um, scary and like traumatizing thing that can happen and like when you sometimes when you tell people about it it's just like it makes them sad and it like kills a good vibe and that's that's okay mm-hmm. but it's like so that's probably it's not got good a... for clicks and so that's why no- that story is told that way we're and gonna be linking
1: the- to the video in the comments, but I do want to point out that this is a very specific type of like genre of edit. You can kind of hear it in the audio, but like with the images on the sides and everything, like the mimi images, the like voice distortions, these are all things that like YouTubers around this time, like Storytime YouTubers, were doing when they were making videos about like different things that happened to them in their lives. Um, so like she's like it, it, they very clearly co-opted like an aesthetic that a lot of people have naturally built on YouTube to diffuse a situation when they're talking about like um like a story that is like of something that has happened to them not even like mm-hmm. a story of sexual assault but just like a like you know like oh my god like i was stranded um, like after I got, like got off the train at the wrong stop and like here's all my misadventures getting back and like some of it was scary but then some of it was funny and like they kind of juxtapose all these images and like distortion like distorted voices and different sound effects together to create that, yeah. but in a more think, organic way, because a human, like a literal, a actual literal 19 year old is making that YouTube video and iMovie, mm-hmm. and not a marketing company that is co-opting those same aesthetics um, to create a empathetic narrative around sexual assault with their virtual avatar.
2: Right. Yeah. Like the, and, and I think this is the, the final and maybe most important part of this that I I want to point out, which is that in 2018, um, the year before this video was made, there were over um, 3,000 reports, and that's just like people who reported it, of Mm -hmm. sexual assaults happening in Ubers. And so this story is is not just like a story of sexual assault, it's also a story that is relatable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And someone, multiple people, made the choice for her to tell a story about being assaulted and then picked a way for her to be assaulted that would be something that more people could relate to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they also related it to her being virtual as well, which is just odd.
2: <laughs> like,
1: yeah. it's just odd. Like, it's it's just... Well, not, like, no, the, it's, it's
2: actually not just odd. It's, like, evil. Um, yeah. Because I think, like, thinking about the way that you would have to be making the decision of, like, we're, we're choosing a... Um, an instance of sexual assault that more people are going to connect with so that they relate to the character that we have created who is going to share the brand name of the skirt that she's wearing mm-hmm. in the story where she is assaulted like in a manner that many people can project onto but and it still feel like this has narrative. happened to them.
1: Yeah, but it still fits with her narrative. He talks about mm-hmm. how, oh, are you real? As if like these are offensive questions to her culture as a as a virtual avatar. But yeah, like um, like I was
2: saying, I think it it, it like discourages people um, from looking too deeply into what the origin is of Little Michaela,
3: mm-hmm. um,
2: because it like creates this like false equivalence be, be- behind like assault. And uh, like finding out that she's managed by a thirty-seven-year-old man and a and a white woman, um, being being a cy-
1: like just a cyborg of of a human being, um, like just the idea that she like lives in the real world and is among humans, and um, like like but that she's still virtual, and there's still this question about whether or not she's real. And she, 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 because when he says, "Are you real?" She never like answers the question for the audience, right? She says mm-hmm. that's just an offensive question that I don't want to bring up. Like again, she just dodges this question of like, what is the labor that is behind her as a person, yeah, she's, she's a the dumb person, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. she is the dumb waiter. <laughs> Um, Anyway, the assignment for the week is to uh, read The Cyborg Manifesto by Donna Haraway and California Ideology once again. Um, Yeah, you gotta read it one more time. (laughs) One more Um, time.
2: I think that some, I think maybe some people might be like asking the question, like, is this like the future of modeling? Like, is this the future of advertising? I don't think that she's going to, that, that characters like little Michaela. um, are going to replace all no. human models. I don't think that that will ever happen. But I think that what we should be learning from all of this is like what this says and what like what this reveals about the desires of like brands and corporations and the partnerships that they have with like human people that are creators and like and our artists and our models and entertainers. And, um, like what I think that this like lets us know about how much they respect that labor, um, what they would like out of the people that do that work, um, and, and how, how they would like them to behave. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that it like gives us a lot of insight about what we can do, um, I think to, to stop that from happening, um, and, and to change it. And I think one of those things is like really respecting and like understanding the, the work and labor that like goes into even stuff like being an influencer, um, which like, I do think, you know, it gets seen as like frivolous. It's like a job that exists to like push products onto us, but it is also like a job that people are doing, um, Mm -hmm and is something that like people shouldn't be exploited for. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: And yeah, I mean, like you can even see in the way that they, uh, are,
2: and it, you know, it it just, yeah, it like encourages like a, or like, like I think what the, the little Michaela persona like is showing us is the way that like brands and corporations like make use of different kinds of people in order to like commodify, um, like, their identity and, like, aspects of their identity, including Mm -hmm. things like sexual assault, um, in order to, like, sell products and, like, further exploit the the labor of, like, the people that are, um, like, helping them do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, the barriers in which, like, your labor are getting exploited are no longer just, like, the public. They're the personal. Mm -hmm. And, um just like watch out (laughs) you know like keep your boundaries you know close to your chest um when it comes to that stuff i just i i have a firm belief that like not everyone needs to know everything and not everyone needs to know a statement on what you're doing all of a sudden everyone has decided um that we all need a statement from from everyone about the current event that is happening including lil michaela and yeah. we just we, we do not need to hear from you, um, and we the, okay. You know. Would you
2: like? I I don't really have any other things about her to share. I feel like mm-hmm. I got, we got we got to a good conclusion. But I yeah, you know, are you sh- would you be shocked to learn mm-hmm. that little Michaela is doing NFTs? Absolutely not. In no
1: way, yeah. it's it really. You know, it's it's so in line with everything we just talked about about their, uh, treatment of labor, and and how it is exploited and used and obscured. It is yeah. absolutely one hundred percent in line.
2: What Lil Michaela had to say about um her decision to start doing NFTs.
1: I would love to.
2: Okay, she said, "I've tried to welcome all things new and different with open arms." <laughs> If we're talking about NFTs as a way to get rich quickly in the crypto market, we might be missing the bigger picture, like blockchain. She's new here. I don't think we should put her in a box just yet. She's got so much potential. Gendering the blockchain. <laughs> mm-hmm. well,
3: I mean, I suppose also, that like, makes you sense. You know,
2: she's, she's new and different, the blockchain. She's new, she's
3: different. She's marginalized. She's one of the
2: girls. She's one of the girls. Yeah, she's, she's oppressed. Also, um, <laughs> Brud um, was valued at uh, $144 million last year before it was acquired by the NFT startup Dapper Labs in 2021. Oh, so I think that that means that Lil Michaela is officially an NFT. Oh, yeah. Um, but... She we gotta, will dissolve we into
1: Ethereum uh, and swim among the crude oil along with all the dinosaurs uh, when her time is done. So, uh, you know, see you later. <laughs> In like, gotta, you know, a couple gotta, years. Yeah.
2: We gotta end her. Yeah.
1: We gotta end Can her. Can you
2: shoot a virtual person? How does she die?
1: You shoot her with a know. virtual gun.
2: Hit us that up. That could work. At Big Soy Naturals <laughs> on on Twitter or on Instagram. Let us know mm. how to kill little Michaela if you know how. Yeah. You can also send us an email now at sorry at bigsoynaturals.world. <laughs> um, we're, we're now bigsoynaturals.world. You can also mm-hmm. buy our merch at bigsoynaturals.church. Yes. And I'm uh commodify this everywhere.
1: Yeah, and I am she herzog everywhere. It is you know, just to just to be clear, it is not capitalism when you buy from us, but it is capitalism right. when you buy from Lil Michaela. Um,
3: exactly. Thank you so
1: much for coming. Thank you so much for being here. And all
0: right. Bye. Bye. When you can answer to teach me what to think. Um. I don't want just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. When I'm smoking green, it's cause I'm on your team. When I smoke the C, cause I'm such a fiend. High as a kite, smoking Walter White. When I smoke the blue, and I smoke the purple. Smoking on the blunt, cause I wanna run. Smoking on the green, cause it makes me lean. Smoking on a smoke smoking scream. When I hit the blunt, it's a clicker cut. When I hit the blunt, I give a fuck. When I hit the blunt, I don't give a fuck. I don't want smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. When I hit the pipe, I'm like Walter White. Walter, when I hit the smoke, I feel like a dope. dope. Yeah, I like green, cause it's it makes sweet. me lean. And I smoke high cause I'm blowing clouds. When I'm getting high, then it's time to smoke. When I'm smoking loud, then it's time to blow clouds. When I hit the blunt, I don't give a fuck. When I hit the blunt, so i like give a fuck. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. I don't want smoke. I don't want smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want smoke, I just want to smoke. This soy naturals.